Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. We are on day nine of our social media fast series. You say that five times quick, you will get $10 from me. I will mail it to you. Please text me your address. How are you? How's it going? What's happening? What's going on inside of you, man? What's happening? I haven't like checked in with you. Like I'm checking in with all these people over the next 40 days of, you know, like the real people that like the people that have poured into my life. But what about you? What about you? I don't know. Maybe you're listening. You have poured into my life. In that case, I probably know. But if I don't know, I want to know what's going on with you. I'm a spiritual director, mentor. I don't say coach. I just don't like the damn word. That's all there is to it. Um, I don't know why that is, but that that is the way it is. Uh, today on the big show, Perco. Perco. That's all I got to say is Perco. It's a guy I met at a porn show. Yeah, I know, right? Porn show. What, what were you doing at a porn show, JR? Uh, what a sordid past I have, good people. Uh, hey, I hope you're doing all right. If you need me, JR at JRman.com, M-A-H-O-N.com, JR at JRman.com. Go to the webpage. There's numbers and there's emails. And there's all kinds of places to text me. And, and, and if you want a session to hang out, I do hour sessions with people. And I teach uh, uh, spiritual transformation and spiritual awakening cohorts and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So if you need a spiritual director, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Hey, you don't even need to believe in God. Seriously, you don't even need to have any universal, universal, cosmic touch. Like, just we'll hang out and we'll talk. Um, okay, without any further ado, because I'm bored. I don't know about you, but here's Perko. What's going on, dude? <laughs> What are you doing? Why is that so funny? Yeah, what's going on, dude? Is that you doing me, right? That's what that is? Dude, I love doing you. And yes, it is. Why is doing me so fun for you? What is that? Well, listen, here it is, babe. I mean, look, it's right in your face, but it's also kind of pleasant to listen to. It's not quite full throttle. But if you get if you if you start talking very intelligently, I notice that the edge falls off of your voice, and you talk a little more syncopated uh, as you do. Uh, out of all the people that imitate me, uh, and again, I don't. Is that egotistical to even say? Like, out of all the people that imitate me, out I, of all the people <laughs> that imitate me, yours is the worst. <laughs> uh, what do people normally do? I don't know. I well, okay. So there, there. When I was working at Fox in San Diego, there was a dude who would regularly do me, and it was always kind of angry. It was like always pissed off, Jr. But I think I was probably angry there all the time. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you probably were. I know, I know a different side of you that's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little hurry. It's a little, yeah, but then, you know, that's East Coast, and you do it. And if you talk to me, if you're in television mode, you call me Babe a lot, babe. <laughs> television mode is ba- well yeah what's what's funny is i think i've tried to stop saying babe as you know because of the me too movement it scares the shit out of me so i'm always like if, if i keep saying babe i think people are gonna me, get me in me trouble three <laughs> yeah right. me three. but i say babe i say babe to everybody do you do, how do you refer to people like when you like i do that with my kids is that a that's a bad thing probably right i don't know i i, I uh I, I call them by their name, Jared. <laughs> Actually, I say, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> dude. Hey, dude. 
Um, okay, so you just got done with work. Well, why don't you tell everybody who you are real quick? Because we're already spinning here. Oh, we're spinning. Oh, yeah, dude, we're I going. we were going to no, check, that... check audio file for hits. No, we're good. I, I figured out what the hell. So, okay, so the the, the background of this podcast did is... You just, did you just have an animal just breathing in a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went, hey, dude, a lot. And to see what... Hey, dude, hey, yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell, uh, well, the background is we already recorded this podcast, but I technically am horrible. And so the podcast came out really, really crappy. So here we are once again. All right, tell everybody who you are. Yeah, no, and by the way, I appreciate you saying the podcast came out crappy because of the hiss. I know it was just the content, but I'm good with the hiss. Let's just scapegoat that. So, yeah, my name is Brendan Perko, Esquire. I usually don't go by Esquire. But Did they really? Right wait, they really, they really put an Esquire on your name? No, no one does. Okay. Um, no, but you Esquire, do. Did you know something? But I'm you saying know something about Esquire. You, you can just put it on your name. It means it's a holding title when you're transitioning to another title or a title, uh, just exclusively. It's, it's Esquire. So, like, if I'm not a doctor yet, I'll just go by Brendan Perko, Esquire. At least that's how I understand it, and if that's not true, then I'm going to say that anyway. But wait a minute how um, how do you get an Esquire on your name? This is like how what you is just there? Add it. You do it. Oh, I do, do it. it. There's no like paperwork. Anyone can. Yeah, you just do it. You just say, "Hey, I'm Jr. Man Esquire." Yeah, yeah. Isn't um, that crazy? Because it sounds so fancy. But anyway, my name is Brendan Perko, <laughs> and uh, I am a a church planter and pastor. And Renaissance man <laughs> up in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> but I wasn't—I wasn't a part of the Renaissance. I wasn't born in that time period, but I am a Renaissance. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, I like to tell people who have this experience with me because I just love saying it. You're another guy that I met at a porn show. <laughs> yeah, and well, you were talking earlier about when this other guy, when this other guy used to do me. You actually said that. <laughs> Wait, what? Back up. So let's, let's clarify. Yeah, back when up. you said, yeah, of all the guys that do me, <laughs> you were talking about the impression. So we should probably clarify. You know, and I didn't yet do you. I learned how to do you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, when we first met. Your voice. Yeah, when we first yeah when we first met, you were working for somebody in uh, in Salt Lake City. But either way, like okay, so here you are one of the people, and we talked about this a couple times already this week. Um, you're one of the people, man, that has stuck with me in 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 my life since the very second that we met. So it this is like a big deal between you and I because we touch base once every quarter, right? That's what that's what we think we do four four times a year. Yeah, maybe? about once a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. On average, for sure. And and you, what would you call our relationship? Like, what what is this? Or or isn't there a thing for it? There, I mean, there's probably not a thing. Like, how would I qualify? qualify yeah, like 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 when you're rolling through your Rolodex of like people you touch base with, or like, I mean, for me, you are like like fabric in in my existence for me. Even though we hit we touch base four times a year, it's like I really find sure. the two of us like super super fabricy, whatever that means. Hundred percent, you and I are definitely fabricated. I would also say that when I describe you to people, I say my friend Jr. And then I also will describe you, um, I describe you as a, as a mentor. So I'll say, yeah, I say my friend JR, I say that the most. So you're my friend. <laughs> but then sometimes they say, oh, tell me about JR, what do you do? I say, well, yeah, he's, this, he's a pastor, he's a mentor, he's one of the guys 
in my life that I surrounded myself with. You know, I have about seven, seven or eight, depending on the on the month. But you're one of the guys that's a consistent kind of mentor, voice, elder, one who has gone before me, who I who I actually trust to speak into my life. A lot of people I, I speak into their lives. I think it's important to have people that you trust to speak into your life, but you got to trust. And yeah. so I think that you've, I know that you've earned that trust over the years, but really I front load trust. I, I think you might be the same. Yeah. What does that mean? When you say you front load trust, give me, what does that mean? Well, in other words, like I, I just trust. And then if you abuse that, then I have to draw a boundary, but I front load trust into relationships. A lot of people, you have to earn it and you have to kind of, kick the tires for a while and then they kind of trust you a little bit more. I think obviously we all do that as humans, but I am a person who will front load trust. And then I kind of, you know, draw boundaries where I need to, depending on the health of the person in my life. And you know, that's great, dude, because there are so many people who say that you got to earn trust, but at the, cause listen, there are so many people I talk to during the day as a spiritual director that are constantly worried about being hurt again. And I'm always like, sure. I'm always like, if we start looking at this a little differently, and I love the this expression, front-loading trust, like if we start to understand that relationships will in some capacity, regardless of how good they are or how crappy they are, are going to involve pain and then learn to really transform on the pain, maybe we wouldn't be so damn scared of each other. Absolutely, man. I mean, you... That's 100% true because you can't have you can't have relationship without vulnerability. And when you're vulnerable, guess what? You're open to yeah. hurt, yeah. <laughs> pain. So, but then it's, it's that's what you're saying, right? It's what you do with that that's a healthy response or an unhealthy response. But man, we're all going to get hurt. I get hurt by the person I love most in the world, which is my wife. I mean, we hurt each other, you know, inadvertently sometimes daily weekly for sure but it's how do we respond to that you know right and that's exactly you're dude you're so dude you're right on track so that's exactly what i tell people i'm like hey for 25 years the person that i've hurt the most and the person that's hurt me the most has been the has been the woman that i said i do to and i said <laughs> and i said you know and, 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 and just because that's a fact doesn't make it like, hey, I'm going to protect myself with my wife. No, I think in a lot of re- in a lot of respects, it means I'm going to learn to forgive and then stay even more open to what to what and who she is. I mean, that's like a thing, man. Absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. The nature nurture thing, right? Where people came from and whether, you know, whether they were learned a specific way or they were born a certain way. But I mean, I tend to think that balance is. Obviously, somewhere it's exactly that. It's in the middle somewhere, and I think that that gauge changes depending on the situation and, and you know season of life. But I think that a lot of people are just skeptical because they have been hurt, but they don't know a different way. I think that's a coping mechanism. But that's that's maybe another conversation for another day. But I think all that to say, I I I more often than not describe you as friend, and then a detailed description would be, uh, you know, a, a wiser more seasoned, do you like how I use that word? More seasoned sage uh, that I can, you know, I can call you at any moment. Here's our relationship. I can call you at any moment and I know if I said, hey, call me, I need you. Or hey, I, dude, I need to talk to you ASAP. I know that you would call with as soon as you got it. As soon as you saw it, I knew you could call. And yeah, so I even too. though we touch base about quarterly, I have that relationship with you. But most of our conversations are voices and clicks and whistles. 
No, really. No, you really. I can remember one conversation you and I had when I was driving from Cleveland, Ohio to Grand Rapids, yep. Michigan. Yep. And I, we were we were on the phone for, I'm not kidding you, like a two hours. And we were, all we were doing was was doing voices back and forth and essentially mocking people that we love. <laughs> well, yeah, mocking people that we love and that have hurt us yeah. in the past that we've known. But, uh, but you, yeah, I remember you were on, I called you and it was randomly. It was like, I was, it was the middle of the night for me. So it was really middle of the night or early morning for you. Yeah. You were driving and I just remember you picked up the phone and I heard, you know, the car went, <laughs> all right, dude, go. <laughs> <laughs> and we just and I just launched, you know, I just launched into whatever I was nonsense I was saying, and then you fire back and you're laughing. I think what we did is we did our, uh, you know, when we do like our our ads as you drive by yeah. something, yeah. Oh, Burger King, Burger King for all your burger needs. Go to Burger King. Yeah. Flavor oil taste never tasted so good at Burger King. Yeah, I really do hope. Like again, I told you the, I told you just this week. I really hope people have this experience that you and I have like that's a thing like again as a spiritual director when I'm when I'm dealing with people who are dealing with relationships like this is something I really wish people have like I go man I I pray I I pray contemplate meditate and hope people have this and then on the other side of that like when I when I talk to you I want to know like, how do you inject this in other people? Is it a conscious thing? Is it a natural thing? Does it just come out of you? Like, how you love people and how you move mm. to people? What is that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think maybe hearkening back to the nature and nurture thing, I think a lot of it is the way I was born. I just love connecting with people. And um, I think there's a little bit of selfishness in that. And I can explain. I think that you know, we, we all long to know and be known. And even though that's kind of a cliche statement in different circles, I, I think it's true is that we really want to know others and we want others to know us um, at the core of who we are. We, we don't want to get hurt. We don't, we might be suspicious, but we do want to know and be known. And I, so I think I'm wired. I'm a wild extrovert for sure. Like you are. And, uh, and I think that's part of it. But then also I think over the years, just developing that sense of, settling into who you are as a human being and being okay with that and also compelling other people to, um, to grow. I mean, that's what you and I do. We walk with people. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, relationships are always messy and heavy and all those things, but like you and I tend to like seek the one out of the 99. Uh, would you say that's the first statement? Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. So like when you do that, you end up, uh, <laughs> you end up, having to challenge people to grow and sometimes you know you have to look at the rubik's cube a couple different ways before you figure out a a good plan for but there's always that there's always that pull there's always that next step and it's not about being better quote unquote or or good or making the right decision but it is about uh growing in health yeah you know yeah the um so yeah i I do try to pull that out people so and i think that i think i was also going to say just super quick i think that uh Passion breeds following. I think if you're passionate about something, people tend to latch on and they want something. I mean, we all long for leadership in our lives. And so I think that, you know, as, you, as you're passionate about something, people latch onto that passion. And, you know, uh, yeah, so 
Yeah, no, that's, that's no, that's good stuff. And then the other side of that coin is always if you have a common common enemy, <laughs> you, you'll you'll always find friends too. Um, totally. <laughs> okay, so China, China, and Russia are just like falling in love with each other over us. I think exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so you are not um, regular pastor guy. So like when I think of pastor, especially like with me, because people who hear that I'm a pastor or a spiritual director, they tend to think I'm not going to say the word shit, or they tend to think I'm not going to like maybe get on you about, you know, certain responsibilities that you may or may not have in your life. Can we say Raz? Can we say Razia? Razia? Yeah. Raz. I'm going to Raz you. Um, (laughs) Hey man. Hey, call J.R. Hill Raz you. Hey man, JR Raz. Um, what how do you re like is again like I think one of the greatest things I've learned, particularly when it comes to moving people in a deeper awareness of the divine or what's happening inside of them, is to completely be myself. And I have struggled with that over the years. Like really struggle with it over the years because there was a part of me that thought I should behave a certain way, say certain things, do certain movements. And so you have always been a safe a safe place for me that way to go, hey dude, be yourself. Um, because Perko seems to be able to be himself. So do you find yourself in that same vein as a pastor church? Because as a church planner, I would imagine you got to be pretty buttoned up. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if I heard buttoned up or effed up, but either way, buttoned, I'm, I'm buttoned. Um, buttons like mittens. I think it's, it's like both, mittens. <laughs> I think it depends. Honestly, it goes back to that, that classic communication principle of know your audience, right? So... You got to know your audience. If you're dealing with people who have no concept, which I'm in Seattle, right? So I'm in I'm in what they refer to as the nun zone because uh, people check the box nun when it comes to religion or spirituality more than anywhere else. <laughs> the nun, the Literally. nun zone. I love it. I want to live in the nun zone. Oh man, yeah, great. The nun zone. So come on up and hang out here. No one will care. You'll say I'm a pastor, and they'll go, I don't even know what that is. That sounds nice. Um, but. But the thing about it, yeah, different than the Vatican City, which is the NUN zone. That was a dad joke. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks. So, Thank you. Yeah, I don't think they have nuns there. But anyway, the, <laughs> the point is is that uh, I'm in Seattle, so it's about knowing your audience, right? It's knowing who you're talking to and developing that language, which is eerily similar to what we're talking about between you and I. There was a language that was established. I think when you speak someone's language, there's a comfort and there's a there's a piece that comes over people. They go, oh, you speak my language. And so I think, you know, Jesus being all things, all people, you know, I, I think it was less about the words that you chose to use, and it was the, the intent and the heart and the attitude behind them. And you and I have always had a very clear, uh, or I'll speak, I'll speak to you. I, I, you've always communicated in a way where I know your heart and your intention over what words you choose to use and what words you choose not to use. But your attitude and your intention and your, your passion always comes through, and I always knew that from the very beginning, from the very first time I talked with you. Um, so anyway, all that to say is, yeah, as a church planner, depending on who you're in front of, you have to be buttoned up, and then uh, sometimes you have to be effed up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think that, uh, like right now, to be honest with you, if I, was, if I was on a call with you, let's be real, 100% real, if I was on a call with you and this wasn't being recorded, I would have said the full sentence but since i know my audience might be someone who is buttoned up i say effed up instead of the full word right yeah. 
Yeah. I I mean, so, I, when I hear you say that, I feel bad because I've kind of like, I've kind of said to myself, I don't care. Like I, I, I've moved into a place where, and maybe that's bad. I don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not beyond continual learning at 52 years old, but I'm just, I've moved on to a place where I'm like, you know what, man, I know the people that knock on my I really door. Don't care. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, but it's not that I don't care about how people take it. I I don't want I don't want to be misunderstood there. Like I I do want people to I do want to reflect love. There's no doubt, and I do want people to go, okay, that guy, you know, that guy's reflecting love. But I also want to make sure that like this is how, this is kind of who I am. And believe me, man, I've challenged myself over the course of time to transform, change, enlighten, and blah. And you're talking to a guy who's done some crazy work on himself for a number of years to try to balance out peace. But I guess I'm to the point where I'm just like, I got nothing to prove and I've got nothing to lose. And if you get offended by the way I naturally communicate, I guess I don't care. You know, I think, Paul, you're saying you want to reflect love. And I think the very first word of that is you, you, who you really are. You want to reflect love. You don't want to be a representative of your, of JR reflecting love. You want to be you reflecting the love of, of God to this world. So I think, yeah, totally. And I also think that uh, here's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things I've ever read about you. You're, and it might be up online somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where I read it. Maybe it was like your Twitter handle, or I don't know what it was. <clears throat> but you said, uh, "I used to be, I used to be somebody, and now I'm happy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that that. Yeah, that sums up everything that you're talking about, that search for peace or whatever. Is I, I, yeah, I used to be somebody, I used to care, I used to whatever, but now I'm happy and I don't care if I'm quote unquote somebody. But in doing that, of course, you and I know that you're, you are somebody and you've always been. And, yeah. You know, that reconciliation, the redemption back to who you are is the most important thing. Yeah, that's good. Um, I got it, dude. I got to tell a quick story, man. How much, how much, how much time we got? About we've got, minutes? we've got nine minutes and 30 seconds. Dude, I'm loving this. Okay, so <laughs> this is going so much better than the first time. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's because we didn't worry about right? we didn't worry about recording uh, this time. We just did it. We just started. We just did it. I thought we were just sound checking. Um, so here's the thing. So I uh, I gotta tell the story super quick. So here's classic Jr. talking about who you are. This is who you are. So we were doing the Hollywood pastor thing, and you were doing up in. Uh, uh, I almost said cans. We were not in cans. Um, <laughs> we were we we were in Park City, <laughs> and we were doing the you were doing the Hollywood Pastor thing. We went up, and I was leading you know music at a at a church community in Utah. Was you know where it was. Well, let me let so me anyway, set let there. let let me set everybody up. So in Park yeah, City once up. in Park City once a year is the biggest independent film festival. Uh, what the hell is the film festival called? <laughs> Cannes. <laughs> yeah, it's called Cannes, and it's oddly enough not no, in France. <laughs> it's called Sundance. Yeah, so we were at the Sundance Film Festival, and for a few years we were leading what I just called church uh, for all the people that it just said church. It was I was on a white piece of paper yeah. with black writing, and it said <laughs> church. So we were leading church. So I asked uh, uh, Perko and Perko's band to come up and play one of the one of the times that we held we held our little thing that we did. Uh-huh. But here's here's the caveat to the whole thing: we were 
we, we were taking there was the Christian Community Center in Park City that allowed us to come in free of charge. Like the guy's name is Tim. I think his name is Tim Dahlin. Great guy. He was like he was he didn't even know us. Like he didn't even he just said, yeah, come if you want to do it. And then we ended up, you know, filling the yep. place, you know, doing that. So so take it from there. So, yeah. So first of all, one correct. You asked me not my band, because you had no context of anybody in my band except for me and maybe one other person. But So that's important. So, okay. yes, you asked, you said, yeah, can you come down? I said, yeah, 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 perfect, sure. So we go up, we head up there. It's a Saturday on this particular evening, and we go up, and it's myself and my band, and we're there early, and we're driving up in snow, and we get there, and we practice, we run through. Well, whoever was hosting that, you know, he said his name, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, so he was, I think it was him, maybe it was someone else, who knows. But this really nice guy said, hey, guys, FYI, if you want, there's some extra sandwiches that are in the in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, we had an, an event, and please feel free to, you know, take your pick, have a good time, enjoy, eat some food. Thank you so much. So, of course, we get done, and my band just beelines it into the kitchen. Like, they're there before I could take off my guitar. They were gone, and I just, you know, it's like a cartoon. And they're... They're into the kitchen and they're eating. Do you like that sound effect? I'll do it again. That was good. Dude, how do you do they're, that? Uh, how do you do that sound effect? Dude, I don't know, dude. I hear things in my head and they just come out. Do it again. Anyway, do, the it point again. Is, do it again. That's good. Keep going. Keep going. It's really good. Um, now it's a western. <laughs> so, no, it's more it's more star it's more Star Wars. It's more Ewoks in no, the No Star Wars like Yeah, you're right. You you're right. Okay, so finish. Um, so anyway. So they're in there, and so I put down my guitar, like kind of mosey in there, and I'm playing it cool because I'm actually pretty excited about the sandwiches too. But I go in, and you know everyone's getting their sandwiches. Like this is so cool, this is so great, what a nice guy. So my bass player is this. If you, if ever you're gonna say the term sweetheart of a man, like this, he's a he is a sweetheart of a guy. Just a nice, tall, broad, cuddly bass player and dude, and he's just like so nice, so friendly, such a sweet guy. So we're in there, and he's getting his sandwich ready, and everyone's just mowing down. And he's taking time to, like, spread out the mayo. And then he's like, you know, he gets some mustard, and there's some mustard in the fridge, so he grabs the mustard. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you guys need. So about the time that he's <clears throat> putting on the mustard on his bun, <laughs> enter JR from stage right. <clears throat> JR comes into the kitchen, doesn't say a word, has never met anybody except for me. And he walks in, and he goes,
Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I love best about you. That's when I know you're you. Yeah. And when you switch in, remember up top at the top of the show when I said that if you try to start articulating things, you get a bit more syncopated, and uh, <laughs> it's almost like a, a fast, speedy kind of uh, turned up uh, President Obama. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. The um, I mean, there's so many other voices that if we did them, if we if we did them, we would. Well, it's just I, again, like when when you and I are in more private time, when you and I are more private time, it's we funny. Know our audience. Yeah. OK. Before we leave. So this this is the um, well, today's the eighth. So this would be you're going to be January 9th. So you're the ninth person on the podcast. And um, I know you do a pretty good Trump, and Trump's speaking to the world tonight. Um, what do you got to say, Donald Trump? Well, uh, Jay, I appreciate it. I just <laughs> want to let you know that uh, I'll say whatever I want to the world. I always say whatever I want. I, I sound amazing. I sound, uh, I sound incredibly, incredibly uh, educated. Uh, say what I want. I do what I want. I, I, I'm, I'm amazing, Jr. Everything's great. It's incredible. Uh, whatever comes out of my mouth is is pure gold, just like Trump Tower. Pure gold. Pure gold. <laughs> what? Uh, who is your favorite voice to do? Like, what is your favorite? I thought about last time I hung up with you. I'm like, what's your absolute favorite voice? <laughs> who do you think my favorite voice is, dude? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I like. Uh, you know, because I'm six foot two, white, pasty white, blonde hair, blue eyes. So I like to, uh, once in a while, break out the Morgan Freeman. And I like to talk about the future. I like to talk about the way it looks when the squalls with the white tips grow old. <laughs> I do a little Morgan Freeman. That's not my favorite. Mm. Now, mm, Jr. I gotta tell you, mm, probably my favorite and everybody's favorite is Christopher Walken. Um, I like to do his voice mm, often. Sometimes in the shower, don't even know, catch my reflection, freak myself out because there's Walken <laughs> in my shower. Have you um? Does your, my wife sometimes, you know, because I'm always kind of on, like you are probably always kind of on, my wife has her famous yep. line about, I just shut them off like a radio. Do you, uh, do you have the, do you have the same experience with your wife? hundred percent. She actually loves telling people that they're like, is he always like this? Like he's just, you know, he's just putting on a show and she's like, I have walked in on him because I hear muttering and I think he's like talking to me and I walk in. And he's just looking at the mirror, has no idea I'm in the room. He's just looking in the mirror, doing voices or talking to himself or making expressions. So this is what I do on, you know, a Tuesday at noon. Yeah. By yeah. myself in a dark room, yeah. All right. Um, Listen to me. 30 minutes. Um, you are without a doubt. First off, I love you. I love our relationship. I love our friendship. I love have being able to be a part of your life and on your journey. So proud of you, dude. Like, seriously, so proud of you. You've got family now. You've got career. And then, again, all that stuff is whatever. I just think you've turned out to be a, a damn good man. So thank you for being my friend, and thank you for your time, and thank you for always moving into my life very intentionally. You are a very good person. Dude, that's really nice. 
I, I reallocate my label of sweet man toward you oh. for the context of this show. But hey, real quick, because I know we're creeping up. We're at twenty nine forty eight. No, uh, we're at thirty sixteen. We're at thirty sixteen. <laughs> Whatever. It's a, a couple seconds. It's fine, right? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. So I really value the body of Christ, and you know we can dive into vernacular later. But I, I everyone has a piece of the puzzle, everyone's a piece of the body, everyone functions as one body, as the church universal, whether they know it or not, whether they've reconciled that or not with their life. Um, I I tend to be, we talk about, I'm always pushing the boundaries, I was always, always on the bleeding edge, and it's really nice to be able to look across on that bleeding edge and see someone that is a familiar face and somebody who's walked that road before you and who's, who's kind of bleeding with you as, you as you blaze trails and get beat up and you know, you're the first one through the wall. So, uh, I appreciate you, man. I love you. And, uh, I love die. Die. Probably more than you. you know, I talked to her like, die, where's die? I love die. But dude, I, everything you said right back at you, man. I'm so happy that we're friends. I'm so happy that you're part of my story. So thanks. Man. Good. See, now I'm, I'm going to keep this podcast because so far it's entertained me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Cause that last one, I don't, I don't know what happened. It was already 30 minutes and no, no, dude, I'm but telling yeah, you, there was a wicked, there was like this demonic hiss in it, man. It was like, it was like so annoy balls. <laughs> like even for my standards, I wouldn't have posted. <laughs> Did you say annoy balls? Annoy balls, dude. <laughs> so annoy balls. Oh, dude. All love right. You, man. All right. Love you too. Um, give everybody my best. See you. Bye. Brandon Perko, 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 Perko. Um, do you have a Perko in your life? Man, I really do hope you have a perko in your life. Somebody you call up and it just makes you kind of vomitous and laugh all the time. Not that he makes me vomitous. I guess that's not my point, but he makes me laugh all the time to the point of vomitousness. Is that a thing? I don't know. Anyways, listen, if there are people in your life that we are ignoring because of the social media, like, massive wave that's plummeting down upon us every single day and it's non-stop 24 7 i'm encouraging everybody to get your ass off the internet uh and shut it down and kind of turn back on to the people that uh you love and move intentionally face to face via phone call but you know text uh, you know whatever it is but move into somebody's life ask some questions see how people are doing Know their favorite color, right? Know th- do you know your best friend's favorite color? Do you know your girlfriend's favorite band? And maybe that's an easy one, right? Do you know your girlfriend's favorite? Do you know where your girlfriend went to high school? How's that? How's that? Do you know? Hey, I got it. Do you know where your grandfather went to high school? That's a good one. Do you know where your in-laws went to high school? Anyways, all these questions, man. I'm just encouraging everybody to move face-to-face. I'm JR at JRMan.com. J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. I'm a spiritual director and mentor. Be more than happy to have hard conversations with you. And I don't and I and, and what I mean is we all have these conversations, right? Whether it's career, relationships, or faith. At some point, things get a little uncomfortable. At some point, we have to look at ourselves. At some point, there's something inside of us that needs a little bit of transformation or just a little bit of finesse in order to get unstuck and move forward. 2019, if you got a dead-end career, I'm your guy. Call me and we'll work it out. If you are actively pursuing the divine in any a manner of ways and you're having questions or you're struggling with your church community or your tribe, 
uh, in your faith. Let me get in there and mix it up with you. Uh, love you very much. Day 10 tomorrow will bring a new and exciting person that has been in my life for a while and has poured into me. I love you, and I thank you for hanging out and being a part of my passion. Mm-hmm.